Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Link Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is Kayla Krantz, international best-selling writer of fantasy and horror. Stephen King is her all-time inspiration, mixing with some faint remnants of the works of Edgar Allan Poe. When she began writing, she started in horror, but somehow drifted into thriller and fantasy. She's fascinated by the dark and the macabre. If she's not your favorite now, she will be after. Good evening, Miss Kayla. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. We're hanging in there. We got a little rain. How about you? Yep. It's pouring buckets over here. Oh, get more rain than we are. I don't mind. I didn't have to water my lawn like at all last summer. It was kind of nice. I live in an apartment, so I, I don't have to worry about the lawn. <laughs> You're like, that was not my concern. <laughs> well, that also means you don't have to mow it, so it totally works out. Yep. Excellent, excellent. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, Bill Webb has signed you up for this, so thank you for agreeing. Excited to be here. Excellent. So audience, remember, please, if you um, would like to ask questions, make sure you log in. We would love to hear your questions and Kayla would love to answer them. And for now, we will start with my very, very important questions. Like the first one. Are you ready? Yes. Where do you get your ideas? Oh, boy, that's a loaded question. Uh, I get ideas from just about everywhere. Dreams, music, pictures, photographs. I think the biggest inspiration, though, probably comes from dreams, to be honest. Excellent. Yeah, I, I her, when people say they don't have dreams, I'm like, well, how do you even think of things if you don't have dreams? <laughs> I totally feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And where's your favorite place to write? Hmm. When I was living in Michigan, I used to like to go to the public library to write, but now I just kind of do all of my work at my desk at home. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, the past year we all do, right? It's time to get out again. We must explore. Yeah, I kind of lived the quarantine life before quarantine life was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met someone who said the only thing that changed is I wear a mask when I go outside now, which was so rarely anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do you listen to music when you write? Yes, I actually make playlists on YouTube for just about every book that I'm working on. So I have a kind of like mood thing to go to for different scenes and stuff. Excellent. Yeah, I like soundtracks, right? I can't have too many words going on when I'm trying to create the words. I'm actually the opposite. I have to have words in the music. If there's no words, it's distracting to me and I'm not sure why. It's kind of (laughs) weird. That's hilarious. That's why we ask questions. It's so fascinating. Yeah, Birdie is asking, have you heard of those people who only see darkness when they close their eyes? Like there's no head movie or they don't have conversations with themselves. Have you heard of that? I have. I can't imagine that, though. I can't either. Like if the conversation hadn't started, I wouldn't have even conceived of that as a possibility. It's like people who can hear colors. Right. It's just as foreign. But even that I can understand more than just an empty brain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It could be freeing, though. You know, some of our brains, they never stop. So <laughs> maybe it would be nice just, you know, maybe a day or two a week. Just a kind of mini vacation from ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just a little bit. Just a little bit here. 
Let's see. Let's get to the good stuff. Um, I want to start with your Witches Ambition series. And it features witches separated based on their unique abilities. What can you tell us about this world? Uh, that was my first go at fantasy. I really wanted to try my hand at something that wasn't... Because I, I got my start writing horror and darker pieces. And I've always been interested in fantasy. So mm-hmm. I wanted to try my hand at like building my own world. And I always thought witches and magic were fun. And yes. it was really just a dive into pretty much every like fantasy trope that I liked. It's fun, right? It's almost like those first things we write, we use a lot of those tropes, but that's what they're there for. They're, they're tropes for a reason. Yeah. Um, you have a ton of short stories published, like a lot of short stories. First of all, congratulations. That's impressive. And second, what is it about that form of expression that you really enjoy? I think it's easier to find my voice in short stories because sometimes when I'm writing novels, I feel like I have to draw things out to make a longer book or meet a word count. And then I kind of lose what I'm trying to say. In short stories, brevity is your power. And I feel like I can get my point across and still tell a good story. So I actually have a lot more fun writing short stories for that reason. That's nice. And since you tend to like the macabre, the short stories tend to work in that form. Oh, yeah. It's easier to build the suspense and everything. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about saving people for future series. That's true. It's kind of freeing in a way, isn't it? It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever gotten lost on Wikipedia or YouTube? And if so, what rabbit hole did you fall in? Uh, the Mandela effect. <laughs> the Mandela I, effect. I went down the If I was telling me about that, away. I can't remember what it is. Can you tell us what that is again? It's basically the phenomenon where people, like mass groups of people, thousands and thousands of people have memories of things that aren't real. Like there was the whole Bernstein versus Bernstein bear. Yes. That I went down so many rabbit holes with that. There was this, the Shazam thing, right? With the yes. genie. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. That's when people say a million people can't be wrong. I'm like, yeah, they can. They're wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, that's cool. I forgot I had a name. I just remembered it's so weird. More weird things. And the best part about the Mandela effect is the term was coined at Dragon Con. See, Dragon Con, it always comes up. We should just call this 20 questions with your favorite author and some talk about Dragon Con. <laughs> We'll just have to change the name. We can't help it. We're a little obsessed. Uh, Let's see. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um, I would think maybe somewhere that has, like, a lot of cultural history, maybe. Because I I don't know. Like, America's got a lot of pretty places, but I think of some places in France and kind of in, like, the United Kingdom. I feel like it would be enriching to live somewhere like that. We were watching something, I can't remember, and they were in outside of London, and it was just a family home, and it had been there since like the 1200s. I'm like, that just blows my mind. One building older than our entire country. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's 
just blowing my mind. Let alone actual artifacts. We're talking a still standing building, you know? Yeah. It's uh, that. No, that's that's a good answer. I like that. Uh, what? Um, oh, Luxury Island. That's featured in your Blood Moon trilogy. It has a very fantasy island meets H.G. Wells, the island of Dr. Moreau. Um, what was your inspiration for this series? I don't remember, to be honest, because I started writing that series when I was 14, I believe. Wow. I honestly don't remember where the idea came from. Huh. Well, what can you tell us about that series? Well, it was before Twilight was big, so it was before, like, everybody was, like, obsessed with werewolves and vampires, and it was kind of like the same thing with the My Witches series. I just thought they would be a fun kind of being to just put into a world just to see what happens you you were just connected with you know what's that the zeitgeist of the country you knew where we were going somehow deep down uh if you could meet one idol who would it be i could meet an idol mm-hmm. stephen king of course of course <laughs> I would, just, I would just love to sit down and just pick his brain just to know like how he does it. You don't think he'll be just as uncomfortable with the where do you get your ideas as all the rest of us writers are? I'm sure he is, but by <laughs> now he's probably over it. <laughs> he's probably got an answer he uses every time, right? Yep, he's just got it recorded and he just pulls that little tape recorder and hits the button. <laughs> <laughs> he could probably just say, it's on YouTube, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> It would be fun. It'd be fun to have like a private meeting with him, right? Like not public. Yeah. I think that would be a lot more fun. Like a one-on-one, just kind of sit down and just talk. What do you really think is important? Look, I'm not recording it. Tell me. Let's see. You obviously trend toward horror in your writing. What do you find appealing about that specific genre? I think what I like the most about it is how real it is. Like a lot of things that we fear are like the darker side of human nature and pretty much what humans can do to one another. So I feel like horror has kind of, it puts you in your emotions in a real kind of way compared to things like fantasy or stuff like that. Yeah, excellent. It does make you feel whether you like it or not. And a lot of times uncomfortable things you might not want to feel. That could be a powerful tool. And see, we have some questions from the audience. Florida Kevin wants to know, what's that prize sticker on the council, the witch's ambition? What's the prize sticker? He couldn't see it on the picture. Oh, and um, I think it was 2019, the council won the Pencraft Award for Literary Excellence in the fantasy category. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. See, we have award-winning authors on this podcast. That's how good we are. And that ceremony for the awards was like one month before COVID became a thing. So it was like. (laughs) So it was just in time. It was like the last thing you did before COVID. Yeah. And then it's like I posted pictures from it because they gave us the pictures like a couple months after the event, after they had gotten it developed and everything. And I posted them and people were like, how are you? You're not supposed to be outside. I'm like, I wasn't. (laughs) It was months ago. Post dated, post dated. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, congratulations. Award ceremonies are fun. We need more of those for writers, I think. Yeah, it was fun. It was my first time ever winning, like, a actual award like that. 
So it was an experience. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Roger wants to know, what inspired you to start writing? Was it an escape or like just a joy to imagine other worlds? It was just kind of a fun thing when I was a kid. I used to like to make up my own endings to stories. I didn't like having the story ended for me. I wanted to imagine where it could go myself. And that kind of drifted into me creating my own worlds and my own characters. It's almost like they get in your brain and you must write them. Yeah. Kind of like early, early fan fiction. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I think most of us that like uh people who write fan fiction get a lot of flack. And I'm like, I don't understand why. A lot of us either. started with fan fiction. That's why I always laugh though, because my fan fiction was more about Star Trek, but I have yet to write a science fiction fan or actual novel. Isn't that odd? Uh, yes and no. You would think it's my first love. I should be right. Maybe I'm waiting until I'm really good and have that awesome idea. That must That's be it. That's probably it. <laughs> it's totally it. Let's see. What's what project that's in progress or not started? Are you most excited about? I've had the idea for a horror novel for the past like six months or so, but I haven't gotten around to actually start writing it. Uh, I've written a lot of like horror short stories. I've never actually written a full length just horror novel. So I'm kind of excited about it, but I also am not quite sure how I want to go about it. So I've kind of not put any work into it yet, but the idea is there somewhere, somewhat. You write horror. Don't let fear stop you. Let it inspire you. It's <laughs> kind of the point, right? It is. It is. If you could spend the weekend with one of your characters, who would it be and where would you go? Hmm. Can I pass on a question? <laughs> no, 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 of course you can pass. It's, I can ask a, a much more important question. What, you don't want to spend time with any of your characters or you don't I want to choose like a favorite? I feel like most of them would end up with me probably being murdered in the woods. So it, kind of, <laughs> it probably wouldn't be a good weekend. <laughs> Oh, such a wise answer. <laughs> this is not going to work out. I, I'm a fan of Supernatural, but I'm like, but I wouldn't want to like actually go hunting with them because I'd be the one that dies. Someone always dies. It would be me. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, that would be me too. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> I'm going to wait in the hotel. You let me know when you're done. Uh, I'll come. I'll come for the pie. I'm going to wait for the pie. <laughs> Do you have something special you wear or must have at events that makes you feel like a writer? No, I don't. Have you gone to any events? Actual writing conferences? No. I've always wanted to, but I've never really either been able to get the money up or just had a clear schedule to do so. You're in big trouble now. You're going to have to yell at Bill because now I know you and we're going to have to drag you to some fun stuff. It'll be cool. We like to do a lot of conventions too, like Comic Palooza and stuff down here. Yeah, I've see, I'm actually working on a web comic, so it's like I've been interested in wanting to check out some kind of comic things, but it's COVID. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. But the vaccinations are coming, and we're vaccinated, so we are ready to live again. I will be vaccinated one day. Has not happened yet. Not yet. Close. <laughs> 
close. They're coming. They're coming everywhere now. Um, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Cherry vanilla. Cherry vanilla. Good choice. We haven't had that one yet. I like it. We like all these unique writers with all their special flavors. And weirdness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Birdie says webcomics are great. And actually, Kevin does a webcomic as well. So he does it around a town he calls Coviton. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why this got started. Hmm. No clue. <laughs> Maybe can't live, you know, um, leave creative people locked up all the time because they will just create more things. Let's dig even further into our heads. Right. And you all should enjoy it. What is the first thing you put in your grocery cart as an impulse buy? Food-wise or just like random item-wise? Anything you can get at a grocery store. I have a habit of just collecting random notebooks and pens for no reason because I, I have way more than any one person can reasonably use in a lifetime, but I, I always have to buy more when I see them. And I know I shouldn't, but yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like a disease. I feel you. I can't help it either. I actually started one of my favorite books. It's all pretty and embossed, and it's a nice cover with this big fantasy tree on it, and I love it. I'm using it for grocery list right now because um, I want to actually use it <laughs> because I don't have enough time to write all the journals I used to because I'm actually writing, you know, novels and editing books, so there's no time. So grocery lists, grocery lists. Let's see, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? I'd say probably taking my dog out for a walk so that he doesn't go to the bathroom in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's so logical. Like, I mean, that's, well, duh, I've got to take him out. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? Uh, I'm not sure because we actually found him about a month ago, like on the side of the road. Somebody left him. I think he's a uh, pit mix. Mm -hmm. I love pit bulls. I don't know why people are terrified of them. They're sweet as can be. Yeah, he's pretty sweet, but I, I don't know. He's got some weirdness to him. Well, yeah, but it's not like we're normal. How could we judge him, right? Fair. That's fair. <laughs> yep. No, we had a, one, at one of the barns we were at had the sweetest pit bull in the world. Now, she did not like other dogs, but she loved people. Holy moly, did she love people. See, this dog, like, you, you've seen videos of goats when they get scared and they just kind of tip over that's got a goat paint that's what he does when i take him out for a walk and he sees another dog he'll just go rigid and just fall over oh poor baby goat face. <laughs> oh he's he's the ultimate submissive dog he's like nope i'm no threat <laughs> <laughs> oh poor baby well good thing you found him give him a loving home yeah my cat wasn't too happy though <laughs> By what you've described, I'm sure the cat is still in charge, so. <laughs> I love she's, she thinks she is. <laughs> yeah, we have two dogs and two cats, and one of the cats is in charge of all of them. <laughs> Sounds okay. about right. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your least favorite chore around the house? I'd say laundry, because I live up three flights of stairs, so I have to carry the basket all the way down and all the way across the complex to a building. That's about half a mile away from my house. So it is a chore. That's quite a workout. Yeah. Especially like in a day it's raining. I hope you didn't need clean clothes today. Yeah, actually, this was actually laundry day and I'm looking outside <laughs> like, well, it's going to be a long night. 
<laughs> You're like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's okay. It never rains three or four days in a row here. Oh, wait. <laughs> Only when you need to do something outside, then it rains. Exactly. Um, so, well, now see, now my next question is going to be hard. Because you've now told me you have a cat and a dog. Because my next question is, cats or dogs? I'm going to have to go with cats because I had the cat first. I feel like she would know if I said something else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she would. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, Coffee or tea? Coffee. Always coffee. Me too, 100%. And um, let me make sure that there are no more questions. See, it's hard with no screens. Let's see. Yep. Oh, shameless promotion here. Zafo was saying that that Kevin was supposed to do a shameless promotion about his Covetin. That's all right. We'll put it. We'll put it somewhere. Oh, he says he was drawing all over the walls. I got it. I got you, Kevin. I see how you are. <laughs> so finally, where can fans find you and your work? Uh, I'm on just about every social media platform. Uh, my favorites are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all my work is on Amazon. And I also have some on Barnes and Noble and Kobo. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on. Now that Kayla is your favorite writer, make sure to review her work. And also please review this podcast wherever you get podcasts, as well as you can follow us on Twitch and you can subscribe on YouTube. If we want to thank our subscribers on Twitch, um, DH Dunn and Eight of Nine and Shorty Chortle. It's William Delaney, okay? That's It's him. Um, I forget his avatar name. So thank you very much, and we hope to see you next week, Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central, where we interview Russell Davis. He's going to be fun. Hope to see you then.